Welcome to the Salty Investors episode number 18. I'm Scott and the guy down there is Tim. How are you today, Tim? It's yeah, Australia Day, mate. Oh, yeah. It's got to be good in Australia Day, hasn't it? Oh, well, Invasion Day, if you like. You know. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever tickles your fancy, you know, depends who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your, well, on I'll that topic, let, let's go with my salt. Let's go with my salt this week. So um, Lydia Thorpe. Lydia Thorpe has come out, and I think with the collaboration of Clementine Ford, so, you know, some mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> your wonderful company there, yes. two complete idiots together, um, have come out and said that, you know, maybe Australians should pay reparations um, via donating 1% of their salaries uh, every week. Um, now, normally I'd be salty about a proposal like that, uh, and, and so on on principle, I'm salty about it. But in reality, because it's voluntary, I think it's great because what you'll actually get then is the the virtue signalers who wants, want to constantly say that they live on stolen land, um, that they want a, a voice to parliament, and which means, you know, inserting race into the constitution as part of that. Um, they get to put their money where their mouth is. So, you know. Uh, you know, all of those virtue, sig- in, uh, you know, inner city latte sipping ABC watches, off you go. Uh, now you have no excuses for paying reparations. You can do it voluntarily. Uh, Lydia and Clementine will sort you out. So what do you reckon, Tim? Oh, well, at least they've got an outlet now to absolve their sins, you know, and um, mm. actually put their money where their mouth is, like you said. Um, right. It hurt, you know. Um, spread the roll off the world a little bit here. All these people have got excess money, so why not share it with, yep. with those who need it? Yep. So, yeah, it's a quality move, it's I reckon. Like, it's like tithing, isn't it? It's like tithing for religious people. You just, yeah, you do yeah. it every week. You don't even notice. Straight That's out the door and you can just walk around with a halo because uh, you've collected some virtue tokens on the way. Um, yep. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, what's your salt for this week, Tim? Oh, just the... Constant chorus of people like DeLaurette saying things like, you know, RBA, you know, shouldn't be lifting rates. You know, they're going to collapse the economy, send us in a recession, which might be true, but what's mm. their solution? You know, I just don't see them putting forward anything solid here. Like, what, are they going to cut rates? You know, just hold them where they are and hope inflation comes mm. back down. Like, you can't have it both ways. Um, you've got to really come up with some solutions yeah. here. So, yeah. 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 That's all. Yeah. I guess the only, um, I guess the only argument they can make in favour of it is: look, ro- inflation is rolling over. Yes. Um, what you saw, we, we we'll, we'll get onto that actually. Uh, we might as well <laughs> get onto that right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they're they're right to say that we should be cutting rates, but let's get to it, shall we? Oh, they didn't um, say that, see- but you know, like, what is their solution? You know, like, you know. Yeah. Just- exactly. Mm-hmm. What is their solution? Um, so this was CPI came out, was that what Tuesday was it or yeah. Monday or Tuesday? Um, so 7.8% year over year. Remember the RBA did say it could get over eight. So the yes. RBA's actually been kind of oh, accurate wow. on this one, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, bit in the ballpark, which is uh, unusual. Um, so yeah. And, um, obviously pretty nasty 7.8% year over year, mm-hmm. uh, Inflation in all kinds of categories. Um, but, of course, this is backward-looking, Tim. Yes. And so uh, that's why I included in our next slide uh, the NAB monthly business survey. This was taken 
in uh what's that fourth to ninth of january that's when the survey was taken so if you look at okay. have a look at um things i want to point out here are things like uh you can see activity slowing down employment's gone from a 14 in october of 2022 to an eight profitability 21 to 12 trading 29 to 18 business conditions 22 to 12 um stocks 11 to 6 so they're not mm. stocking as much forward orders 7 to 3 now have a look at labor costs um they've gone from 2.8 to 2 purchase mm -hmm. costs 4 to 2 and a half final product prices 2 to 1 and a half retail prices 2.8 to 2.3 so point there is to say that prices that inflation is easing you yes. know if we believe i mean this is a decent survey it's been around for a long time um so Inflation is easing. I mean, the point is, though, all the reserve banks, whatever you think of them, they are very aware of bouts of inflation that got away from them yeah. in the 70s, um, in the early 80s. Um, and they don't want to be caught short. They don't want to be seen to not go far enough, get it under control, only for it to run away again, because that'll be even worse. And so... I mean, if the only lever you have really, because I mean, let's face it, the government's fiscal policy is not going to change. They're all, they're just going to spend more money. Yeah. Um, the only lever you have is the blunt instrument of interest rates. That's really all you can do, and it's about how high you hike them, how quickly. Um, the RBA's <clears throat> already slowed right down. Um, yes. The the futures market yesterday. I haven't included that chart. When oh well. The day the day of the announcement of the inflation rate, they went from a about a roughly 50-50 chance of a rate rise to seventy five percent in one in one day. So they the market thinks that the RBA is going to three point three, and then just think about that for a moment. I mean, inflation's at seven point eight year over year, where we look like going to three point three. <laughs> it's not or three point three five, isn't it? Three point three five. I mean, you know, there's still a large gap there. So there is room for the inflation to come down and the RBA not doesn't have to rush up to meet it, you know. No. And they did say, remember last year, one of the things we pulled out of one of their statements is they wanted to get people used to the idea that rates were going up and, they, they, and doing it slowly mm -hmm. is one of the ways they do that. So, you know, I thought they'd go again in Feb. I think we said that last year, but um, whether they go again after that. And, and, and it's not clear to me as we'll get into later, that they'll necessarily have to come down. Just just depends how sharp of a downturn we have in uh, economic activity. Yeah, well, everyone's talking, not just one now. They're saying two or three more to come. So yeah. I'm just worried about the sentiment. You know, people have just got it in their heads now that inflation's stuck in here now, and this is the problem because... Mm. You know, we went a bit too soft, I personally think. I think we went to 25s too early. And I've been, mm -hmm. you know, telling you all this time, you know, that I think, you know, if they stuck with the 50s, I think that yeah. sentiment would be broken by now and we wouldn't have to put in a couple more. Um, but I think, go back a few episodes, you know, we said, I said that February, it was going to start to, you know, the old currency in circulation type charts or M2, if other people like M2, you know, that's all... You know, flattening out or going backwards. You know, there's no yeah. no growth there. So yeah. I'm sure inflation's coming down. It's just, you know, can we get to a four number quick enough? And then, yeah. and then if they do have to something 
cracks, they can cut rates and then it's not going to shoot back up. I just heard a couple yeah. of times, you know, that when they do that, inflation then jumps back up to 7%, you know, from, and then they have to retighten three or four times after that. Yeah. And yeah. that cycle just kills markets because no one knows what the hell's going on. And um, yeah. yeah. I think something, something that was prevalent in say the seventies is that a lot of, because of a much more stronger unionization, when inflation went up, there was automatic pay rises. And so that wage price spiral was harder to break. Uh, with lower unionization, you've got less. So, you know, inflation comes out every year and, okay, inflation was 7%, we get a 7% pay rise. That's not the way it works for more than 90% of the private sector now. So uh, back in the day, it used to, a lot more unionization meant a lot more wage rises, and which helps keep inflation in train. Um, and, you know, and people are up in arms because the RBA is essentially saying we don't want wages to get out of control, which is they're basically saying they want people to take a real wage cut. Yes. I mean, that's that's, that's it at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's nasty. It is nasty. And uh, it's not it's not like real wages have done well uh, in the last <laughs> decade anyway. Yeah. They just haven't. So, uh, um, yeah. And, of course, you know, <laughs> the RBA is a very unpopular institution at the moment, but that, you know, that they're not there to be your friend, to be honest. It's not yeah. their job. That's not, it's not. They're not there to make it easy for you. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I've said, I, you know, like a broken record. Um, I just don't think our economy can take much higher. I mean, I'd be very surprised if we got to four, but if we did, that's our housing market will get absolutely trashed. Which I don't care because our housing market is over, way overvalued. Probably. You know, Canada is probably the only yes. uh, 30% they dropped. One. Yeah, yeah, they've already yeah. dropped 30%. So, hmm. so Tor Toronto is maybe more expensive than Sydney, but mm. uh, that's about it. I mean, we, we are way overpriced uh, and it wouldn't, we could do with a reality check. Just don't know, you know, the cacophony of voices will get louder and louder um, as oh, people yeah. find it tougher and tougher and um, see when the RBA eventually snaps. I mean, what, what do you think? Oh, this is a question. What do you think internally? Like, I don't know if I'm just imagining this, or I'm just projecting this, but don't you think central banks around the world may have said this to you before, think maybe all that cheap money was a bit of a mistake. What we really want is we want interest rates to normalize to a higher level, whatever that is. You know, we don't want to go back to 1%, half a percent. We want, we want it somewhere around, say, three or four going forward. To, yeah. to impose some discipline so we don't blow bubbles, but they can't really say that publicly. I don't know. Is that, am I just imagining that? Well, they want room for cuts. You know, they still want to be able to print stuff, but you know, when mm. are you going to lift? And this is the problem that there's never a good time to lift. You know, there's always, there's always a reason yeah. to cut and, you know, it's just like paying down the, the debt and the government. When's a good time? Oh, like just just rolls on and rolls on, and then we just wonder why we get ourselves into these holes. So I don't know. I don't think I don't think they think that clearly about it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hope they would. You know, they're trying mm. to be prudent about it. And but I'm surprised the market's handled it as well as it has now. You know, you look at yeah. 2008 and the Tampa, like you know, we didn't even move that much, and the market freaking collapsed. You know, <laughs> so yeah. Is there a bit of resilience there? So, yeah. 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 yeah the market is holding up 
pretty well. I mean, you look at the S&Ps, mm. what is it, 15% from all-time highs or something? Like, it's not that far away. But it is at the top of this sort of trading range that it gets that it hasn't been able to break out of for a while. Yeah. Um, 4,000 band now. It's just, mm. Yeah, we're still trading in that. So, yeah. Um, well, this is just another theme we've been harping on. I thought it was an interesting one that... Um, Consensus analyst estimates and earnings recessions. And, you know, you can see the earnings recessions. And it's worth noting that earnings recessions don't have to necessarily happen with an economic recession. So you've got mm-hmm. a earnings recession there in, what is that, 15, 16 um, on okay. the chart. There was no economic recession at that time. Um, but it looks pretty clear that... I mean, all the recession signs are there. Um, I know this seems to be the most predicted recession in history at this yeah. point, which 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 worries me yeah, because yeah. Uh, it's usually it usually sort of fools most of the people most of the time. But um, just yeah, just another sort of reminder that earnings will probably have to come down. Will come down. But did you, did you <clears> and, see uh, Tesla and you know they're earning, they're beating. Top and bottom line, you know, they're doing pretty good. Margins have been compressed yeah. a bit, which is what you expect. You know, you like your cost of goods are getting a little bit hammered here, but wow, yeah. I, was, I was surprised. And, you know, does that translate to everything else? You know, if Tesla's doing it right, surely, you know, we're not going to see this downgrade did, in earnings. Yeah. Did it bounce? Did it bounce hard as um, Tesla or not? No, I don't think it went too. <laughs> but, you that, know, that's, that's what I find interesting about, um, Sort of, if you go back a couple of years and Tesla came out with a result like that, you know, it'd just be up 13, 15% or something in a day. Yeah. And the reactions are far more muted. And, and I just think that that reflects the fact that these things were so overvalued in the past. I mean, they get good news, but then it doesn't really translate too yes. well. Mm. Um, I don't know. But, and that's part and parcel of that, this kind of environment. People got used to earnings beat. Stock goes up 20% yes. or something, uh-huh. and it's not happening anymore. Um, following on, I mean, this is from Grantham's um, GMO's newsletter. I, I like reading his stuff. He does have a reputation, of course, for being overly doomy and gloomy. And so he does, I think his worst case scenario, he painted sort of 50% down from where we are now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the worst case scenario. So, but um, 3,200 yeah, is, is his base case. That's his base, yeah, yeah. Thirty-two, so. and, and and said it should it'd be likely to trade below that because of course it doesn't, you know. Yes. Um, which actually that's kind of what we've been, we, we that's what we've been hoping for. <laughs> uh, yeah. Whether, whether we whether we get it or not, we'll lump ourselves um, in the same crowd as him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, I like I, what I like about Grantham is he. He's empirical. He brings empirical data to bear, and he's got a bit of a bad reputation in the last sort of decade for being overly bearish. But you know, maybe he's just overly early, mm-hmm. <laughs> just early. Um, but yeah, so you know, commonly people talk about it the 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 ten year two year inversion. Mm-hmm. Um, the ten year three month has a perfect track record, and that's what he's got here. Um, every time it's inverted, there has been a recession. Every time, without failure. It's clearly inverted pretty far now, but mm. problem is there. There's only eight. <laughs> it's only eight uh, um, 
examples. Uh, yeah. what, do you, what do you call eight examples? Yeah, so yeah. A sample size of eight, which is always should make you take pause. Um, but yeah, it's that's not a bad, not mm. a bad reading that one. Um, and I think the other thing that is worth reminding people of is because people are so geared towards uh, firstly when rate rises will be turned off, but then when rate cuts will start happening. Um, Howard Marks, remember last week we mentioned that Howard Marks had said that um, his sort of base case was that maybe they just, they finish raising rates and they just keep it on hold for the rest of the year. And that would put, that would really deflate some people's expectations. But what Grantham shows here is that even when you start cutting rates, the market tends to keep going down. It's not a panacea. You, these, you generally get a dead cat bounce and the market ends up lower. Um, uh, I remember, yeah, people forget. I mean, the bear, I mean, they were cutting rates in the US. September 07, the bear market hadn't even started yet. Yeah. The recession hadn't even started yet and they were cutting. Um, and it went down 55%. Um, well, there's a reason so why I, they I, cut. They don't just cut for freaking willy-nilly. It's something serious yeah. has happened. Like, you know, it's like catastrophic, you know, there's... They don't just wake up one morning and go, oh, yeah, we've had enough of this, you know, <laughs> we're going to start cutting. Like, uh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and same again. I mean, I remember the one in 2000. I mean, 2000 was just a horrible, drawn-out <laughs> bear market, you know, went went on for a long time. Um, and that's what, to me, this one feels more like that than it does 2007 because it is mostly a speculative equity bubble yeah rather than a debt fueled or debt a debt crisis in the banks so the yes. banks don't look that bad the mm. banks haven't been bid up um they're not as far as i know they're not um uh dicing up mortgages and calling calling shit sugar and selling it as triple a um well i haven't but, seen the ads uh, on tv you know borrow 110 yeah. percent of you you know, yeah. loans and, you know, all that sort of crap that was going on in 05, 06, you know, so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, again, just beware of the expectation that interest rate cuts, that interest rates just not being raised is some signal to for the market to tear off again. Could be. Might. Don't know. This time might be different, but history suggests you know you might be a bit premature. Uh, again, full caveat: I'm hoping <laughs> that we play it plays out similar to these events pr- mm-hmm. before, because I want to get stocks cheaper. If I can get them on, get them for half price, then why wouldn't I? Yep. Um, mm. yeah. yeah, I've been dipping my Anything, toe in. Uh, Can't wait. Yeah, you, you know? have. Yeah, bought a bit of Docs, Doc Martin. So yeah, just crashed. Way too much. <laughs> it did much. fall off a cliff. Did it fall off a cliff because of that announcement about supply chain issues? Is that yeah, what... yeah. And I thought that's more that, of a yeah. temporary type measure. So, mm. you know, start a small little tranche there and consumer discretionary isn't what I like. So, but mm. like it got hammered last year, you know, that's probably one of the oh, worst. Yeah. So, and it was already, you know, down a heap and then it falls another 30%, you know. When are you going to buy? 75% down? You know, it's already down 75%. Mm. What are you going to wait? Another another 50 after that? You're like, what are you going to do? So, um, is it, did they only just list a year yeah. ago or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so. Wow. 
There's not oh. much history to go on there, so I am yeah. you know, flying by the wind here a little bit. You know, I'd rather buy Otis or something like that, you know, something a little bit more history to it, you know, that I understand a little bit better. But, yeah, hit my limit order, you know, just have a bit of a go at it. So, yeah, Why not? we'll see. It's already gone down a little bit more, so just to teach me a lesson. Oh, it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, because... As we did, when did we do it? Did we do it two weeks ago when we highlighted the bounce in dis- consumer discretionary here mm. in Australia, at least? Um, a lot of, you know, 20% plus for a lot of us Aussie dis- consumer discretion because <clears throat> I think uh, <clears throat> the first half up until December 31st was pretty strong. Um, <clears throat> uh, maybe, <clears throat> I don't know if they're getting ahead of themselves, but if we are in for a proper deep recession, I would have thought you're going to get another opportunity to have yes. a go at some of them. Yep. Yeah. That's for sure. So, but I, I think they're going to last 10 years. You know, I see Doc Martens still being a brand yeah. in 10 years. So I'm not too. Well, they, they would, they were trendy when I was 18, you know, that's 30 years ago. They were trendy. Uh, it's still yeah. trendy. So yeah. Hopefully I'm buying a little bit of um, Nike type esque type <laughs> investment here. Not as high quality yeah. as Nike, obviously, but yeah, they're doing direct to consume all the things we talked about. So I just think, you know, maybe here I'll buy something. So yeah, yeah. Just missed out on a few others like FICO and all these other ones. That are... yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's have a look at what you got this week. Uh, I saw this, um, I think live wire markets. Did they put out something about the lottery cup? You did mention it to me and I boohooed it a little uh, bit. So, but yeah. I've come back to it again. It's because um, it's not a high-end type. I don't think it's um, the political class are going to go after this one. I think right. they will go after casinos and the prop, you know, you know the poker machines, poker machine type things. And this is a bit more insulated to that because it's more blue collar and it's less, you know, yeah, you know, bad on society. It's a bit of a flutter, you know, ten bucks here every week or something. It's not like the end of the world. It's not going to people aren't going to be end up on the streets because of this stuff. Yeah. And well, so Kino, I, want, Kino's... I have to give you a bit of credit there yeah. because of that. I, I overlooked into this one too much and then, but Oh, I've come back to it and look at the numbers. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So do they, do they, these guys don't run, do they run, let's say, I say Kino's in all the clubs, which is great. And it's one of those things. If you're sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, let's say, I don't know, you're waiting for a table or something, or you're waiting for people to get there. Ah, oh, yeah. Just put on a Kino and it costs what a dollar or $2 or whatever. Yep. Um, well, depending on how many games you want to play, and it's pretty, it, 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 yeah. I mean, I suppose you can waste a lot of money, but it just doesn't seem as um, nasty as say poker machines. You have yes. people feed their paycheck through a poker machine. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what other lottery products? They're not Powerball, and I think uh, something uh, stuff like that. Yes. Um, so that's are. where they. This is the problem. This is the bear case. Mm-hmm. Like as we move to a more digital age, they're going to have to put an app on your phone, which might be more convenient, you know, you'd be able to, hmm. and you don't have to pay the, you know, the news agent a cut here of it. Yeah. But yeah. people can ignore those apps when they've got, you know, 50 other apps on their phone, you know, are they going to be really, you know, thinking about putting in their Powerball or, you know, the oh, yeah. type tickets. Like, so this is, this is, this was the bull case for it because it's like much higher margin yeah. by not going to your news agent. And that, and I think newsagent sales are what seventy five percent or something of the total, maybe even more than that, at the moment. Uh, so you can obviously you can go online and put your Powerball in that way, 
mm-hmm. but yeah, they don't have an app. That's surprising, isn't it? You would have thought that that was yeah, pretty straightforward. I, I know, but will that translate? You know, mm. you know, I'm just a bit worried that they'll lose some of that market share because people just forget about it or they don't get in that habit of doing it. Um, mm. It's a bit of an older demographic as well. I know they're not technology savvy. And then is a new generation yeah. going to pick that up and, and run with it as well? Um, yeah. I mean, if you're 70 and you use, and you go in every Thursday and get your Powerball in the morning, you're not going to stop. You're not going to no. switch the phone, are you? No, no. way. Yeah. But it's just the next generation because, you know, I'm looking, trying to look at 10 years here, you know, trying to think, yeah. okay, will the next generation have this sort of habits? And yeah, um, it is a pretty, you know, tight industry. Like you're not going to set up tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'm going to put up, you know, $5 million and set up a freaking a numbers game here, you know, yeah. like no one's going to do that, you know, and you've got all the regulations and, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, um, mm. especially when you've got a, people here who have been doing it for freaking, you know, decades and decades. So, um, you know, you talk about all the sin things, you know, you've got gambling, you've got drinking, tobacco. Um, yep. This is what, you, you look at these gross margins here. <laughs> They're freaking insane. Oh, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, 80% gross margins, you know, the operating margin gets hammered a little bit here, but I'm sure yeah. they're going to work on that. You know, that's going to creep up over the years. The debt is, is out of control. You know, you've got a total debt here. Yes. 0.5 yeah, billion. But then you look at the free cash flow here, you've got 600 million. If they continue that, um, in five years, they can burn down that. Not yep. printing shares. You know, capital here is pretty well allocated. You know, it's, they're doing well. Um, yep. So, and it's not that expensive. So, what's the trading? It's so what? There's no PE. Did yeah? In the last I think they're missing a few numbers at the moment. You know, I'm trying to. Yeah. But yeah, you see, 2022 they had price to free cash flow of 16. <laughs> you know, and then you mm-hmm. see return on invested capital in the 20s. That just yep. is impossible. Like you never see that. Like, yeah. Um, it's just can you look forward? You know, five, 10 years and think, okay, people are going to, because you want them to move to a digital platform because you get rid of all the news agents and you keep all that margin yourself. Um, yep. so that operating margin will just fly. It'll fly up to 60% or something. And they're just going to have so much. Yeah. Pa- if people move to online, the next generation does. Um, this will be in one of those, you know, 10, 20 bagger, easy. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, you want to have a chat? We probably could have thrown in this earlier, but um, yeah, this is a good chart. This is when fixed rate home loans expire and they're going to have to go significantly higher, we assume. So the the, the bulk of those are coming sort of in the, the second half of this year, aren't they? Yep. So that's when the pain, you know, you've got to give people might have a few savings, you know, put a few extra months ahead you know, into the yeah. offset mortgage here. So it doesn't exactly mean at the end of the year, things are going to go crazy. I think it's got a little bit more time than that, but yeah, yeah, you look in 2024, it's going to look nasty. If they haven't got inflation under control and they haven't done a few cuts and then people are resetting into, you know, six, you know, five or six, yeah. like you know, a from mortgage three. rate yeah. from three, yeah, from yeah. three, like, wow, that is, you know, a couple of thousand dollars a month, some of these mortgages, mm. it's got to come out, out of the economy. Um, yep. Yeah. 
So yeah. I don't know how many of them are going to second homes and all this that are all going to, you know, all these investment places if they aren't getting people spending and going into Airbnbs and all that. Like, wow, like it's going to be a fire sale. Uh, yeah, well, I have seen um, a lot of predictions, property people saying, yes, the first half of the year will continue, but, but turn around and prices will be going up by the end of the year. And I'm like, Jesus, it's, it's fairly optimistic. It's just the same tone about, you know, um, uh, look through mm. to 2024 earnings, everything will be fine and the stock uh, market will be up and away again. There'll be uh, rate cuts and... All, be, all will be roses. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that looks. It's doesn't. It doesn't look. It's not clear to me that which one will play out. But it's mm. not clear to me that everything's looking rosy. Yep. Yeah. All right. We might leave it there, Tim. We're just about uh, out of time. Thanks for checking in this week, everybody, and we will see you next time.